Salutations from the Love Below, where we get deep beneath the surface and in between where we have been and where we are going. I'm Cece. And I'm Fab. And we are two sisters that give a fuck about each other, how we relate to one another, and we love to share all the dope shit that gives us goosebumps. All right, let's get into it. Let go. Who knows where this flower Welcome back. Welcome back. We are so overwhelmed with the response we got from our first episode. Um, It was our first baby episode. And honestly, we did not expect the feedback that we got. Um, Just how much you guys related to what we were saying or how we experienced the, uh, you know, getting up and out of a situation that no longer served us and how we bounced back better than before. So thanks so much. Yeah, guys. Honestly, I wasn't expecting the feedback we got. And when I was looking through the comments and all the answers that we got, I was just like, wow, like very grateful. And I felt like Mm -hmm. you guys were very invested in what we were saying, which makes us want to do this even more. Like we were kind of like, oh my God, what are we going to get back? Are we even going to get an answer back? Like it was just, (laughs) it was so awesome. And we're so grateful and just thank you for listening and even coming back for this episode. Exactly. And I will say, Fab, that so many of the responses to how people coped with like a breakup or getting back into it were on like your (laughs) wavelength of just like dying, acting like the world is ending and, you know, uh, very much related to you laying on the floor. When you really bask uh, in um, all the feelings that you're feeling, it just... (laughs) It makes things so much better at the end of the day. Well, at least you fully feel your feelings, you know? Like Yeah. That's that's really important. There's not there's definitely something to be said for that. I, I definitely <laughs> don't like to half ass anything and I don't like to half ass a breakup. So <laughs> I fully go for it. Or the drama, honestly. The drama needs to be fully felt and fully experienced. Oh yeah. I definitely feel like I need a novella, like for a lot of things in my life. Hey, you could always write a memoir later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I also wanted to share some of the uh, songs that you guys uh, shared with us on how you deal with a breakup or how you hype yourself back up, you know, getting back into the swing of your life and bouncing back better than before. So, you know, one of the ones that we heard was uh, No Doubts Don't Speak. I think that one is such a classic uh, Gwen Stefani, like leave me alone like this is you know my feeling and how I'm going through it yeah and Gwen Stefani's don't even the come goat. to me oh totally um she's just so relatable and identifiable as like a woman and was really authentic at least in her time of mm-hmm. you know recording music for women so super appreciate that one um another one that I loved was the Blue Cantrell uh Hit 'em Up Style Do you remember that song? Yes, I do. Of course. That song is so epic. Like, 
take his take his credit card out of his wallet and spend that money because you deserve everything that's coming to I you. I was wearing like my Cinderella heels at that point when I that song came out and like <laughs> taking my fake money to go to the store. Yeah, mom, I'll be right back. I'm going to go buy a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had some other ones, uh, you know, some of the more like sad vibes. Uh, we had Chris Brown and Jordan Sparks, No Air. Mm. And that song's just a classic. It takes you back like, every time. Every time, like no matter where you are, you hear that song. And I feel like I'm just transported like to the exact moment that I really connected with that mm-hmm. song or even how I felt. Yeah. Whenever I hear that song, I think of like, or whoever I was dating at the time, or, you know, like those, those types of songs. Like also like, what's that one? Carrie Hilson, um, Knock You Down. Uh, love that one. Like that's a song that every time you hear it, you know exactly where you were when you first heard it, like what you were feeling, what you were wearing, like those songs just completely take you back. Well, thanks guys so much. We're so, uh, again, happy that you're here with us and rocking with us. And uh, we definitely promise to continue talking about really cool stuff and including you guys uh, in that conversation. This is really for all of us. It has nothing to do with us. Um, so yeah, thanks. Say that. <laughs> well, Cece, I haven't seen you in a bit. How was your weekend? How was your week? I, I really haven't seen you. Um, my week has been okay. Um, I lost a friend last week to uh, to suicide. It was uh, probably one of the toughest things that I ever experienced. Yeah, uh, he was a really good friend in college. We had known each other for 10 years. And I think, you know, a hard part of it for me coping with it was just having lost touch with him for probably the past year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I that's just there's so much to be said. Uh, there's no way I, I could probably speak for hours about the situation. But um, it there was a silver lining in that it brought everyone that you know, we met and connected with while I was in college. And we really got to see the impact that he made on all of us and then the impact that we all made on each other. So there was uh, something beautiful, at least to come out from all of that. But Aside from that, you know, just kind of coping with that and getting back mm-hmm. into the swing of things. I can't really say that I'm like back to 100%, mm-hmm. but, you know, just kind of like living through it and trying to wrap my wrap myself around good thoughts and and just, you know, keeping in mind all of the, the love and support that, you know, I have in my life and that I can be uh, for other people. Yeah, and what's, what's kind of beautiful about someone... Um someone's passing is that the love that they give others always brings those people back to each other mm-hmm. so the love that he gave you and all your friends and his family united all you guys back together and now you can just use that love to give to the ones that are still here and i'm so sorry for everyone that was affected by brian's passing and you know like we just just a reminder to keep loving every day Mm-hmm. yeah that's all we can do but how was your weekend? You are my little jet setter. Um, a little gypsy. Traveling. A little gypsy just taking on the U.S. Um, and Mexico. Um, but you took a little quick trip across uh, the pond. Across the country. I don't know. The ponds when you go to UK, right? 
the UK. <laughs> I, I wish I, I'd be there in a heartbeat if they weren't closed. But uh, yeah, I was in LA and I had a blast. I love it. I actually went two weeks ago. And the reason why I've been doing that and the reason why I've been traveling, one, to, because I, I love to travel and I, I have to. Um, it's not like a want. It's a need for me at this point <laughs> in my whole life. I just, ha- I've had it's to. It's a wanderlust. Yeah. yeah. And I've been kind of just on the search for where my next move is going to be, where I would like to live. And it's always been like, oh, New York or LA, like these major cities where you just feel like different forms of life in each city. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just, they just breathe differently. Like totally. Like they each, yeah. they each have their own character. Um, like you said, pace of life. I mean, style, attitude, like everything is so uh, distinct. Yes. Exactly. Um, that I kind of feel like those different cities have spoken to me in different phases of my life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's interesting um, that LA is calling you now. Um, is LA something that like you've always maybe had in the back of your mind or? Yeah, is this, I feel like, like I always be like, yeah, when I went to LA, it's so cute. It's so pretty. Like it was, it was very like superficial. Like, yeah, LA, because everyone just says LA and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of course, like the wa- the beaches are beautiful. The weather is absolutely perfect. Like when you look at the temperature on your phone, like the weather app, and you look at LA, it doesn't say a number. It literally just says perfect. Like <laughs> it's it's just perfect. always perfect in LA. I'm telling you, it's absolutely perfect. You have to literally run a marathon to even break one sweat. A sweat. Like oh, that's so beautiful. It's and no humidity. My hair was flourishing. Oh god. The frizz bunnies were gone. Like my hair was just oh. LA yeah. is a dream for hair. But okay, yeah, so I went there and I went back because that's honestly just like, I think exactly where I want to be right now in this point in my life. Yeah, so Fab dropped on me recently that uh, she is really considering moving out of state. And like you're hearing, she's been really toying with the idea of California and LA. Um, So I am still trying to wrap my head around all of this and digest that we won't be uh, one phone or, you know, one hop and a skip away from each other. But I mean, it's interesting because like you, you've been wanting to go somewhere and I don't know, I feel like this has really been calling you. Like, do you feel like you're there? Like there's nothing specific that you're going there for. No, there's no, you're right. There isn't. But it's just... And that's okay. It's just like like a feeling I have. Like you would say your intuition is telling you to go. It's my intuition that's just screaming at me like, okay, baby girl, go. It's time. Right. Right. And, you know, like that's that's something that you kind of have to listen to. A lot of people don't listen to that. People don't even know that they're talking to themselves. Right, it's right. Because that, when you ignore it for so long, like you can't recognize what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your your intuition is something that you is a feeling. You know, it's not something that you're analyzing. It's not something that you're like thinking about pros and cons and putting it, you know, on like a spreadsheet of what makes the most, you know, financial or logical sense. Like it's just this like subconscious feeling that takes you uh and and really like takes over if you if you allow it and you're you're tuned into it yeah 
the gut feeling like it's in your gut you you feel that like even when it's even when it's something unsettling or something that's exciting no matter what it is you feel that mm-hmm. whether it's you believe in a higher power you believe in yourself or you believe regardless of what it is you can't ignore that we get that feeling of mm-hmm. unknowing of knowing exactly I mean, we all possess the capacity to feel. So the ability to know things without like consciously reasoning them. So that gut feeling is real. And like, we really do use it. Like it's sometimes uncertain because you're trusting something where your brain is used to processing information and saving yourself from a potentially negative or like catastrophic outcome. So, you know, you're constantly trying to make decisions of any kind based off of logic Mm -hmm. but you know wouldn't it be nice to know that like our gut gives us like better than a 50 50 chance of success and that like we are capable of tuning into that and you know being like wildly successful because it's something that is calling to us and that's what's most important you know what's calling to us and not what makes sense for someone else or makes sense to like the general Absolutely. Like, we are all knowing. We are all able to succeed in whatever we want by that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a feeling alone because the gut, like, your gut feeling is just a very vague way to say that you are in Right. Control. It's much more intelligent than that. Yeah. We, we are intelligent beings. We are created to make choices. We are created mm-hmm. to be guided by the knowing of ourselves and what we want and what is for us so once we can get once we can tap into that everyone will flourish Mm -hmm. have you always had that ability to tap into your gut feeling or your intuition Um, or is that something that you've developed over time I would say I've always known I had it but I never knew I could trust it Mm mm-hmm yeah that's so i i feel the same way i feel like i have always known it's there it's always been a part of me and there has i have definitely had played or danced a dance (laughs) rather of um listening to it or going against it because as a virgo i am analytical to the core um so i just like instinctively want to bully understand a situation in every which way shape form possible and where that can be good in some aspects it's not good for decisions that involve like your life or like your true calling or you know what really speaks to you or whether you know like again something feels right or wrong like it's just not up to logic to decide those types of things Mm -hmm. so I think that it's been something that I've been trying to cultivate more and 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 uh, practice more um, because I notice that when I go against it, I even have this moment like, all right, like I'm going against my gut because this is what I, I guess, think I should be doing. Um, and then you look back in hindsight after all is said and done and you're like, shit, dude, like you always should have listened. You knew from the yeah, beginning. I should have listened to that. And here I freaking am exactly where I knew I was going to be because I didn't listen to my gut. That's a perfect thing to say because 
there's a thing that our dad always tells us in in Spanish it translates as the lazy person does double the work. Mm-hmm. El vago trabaja doble. Exactly. I my my R's don't roll, That's so okay. she's gonna say <laughs> I'm that <here> for you. <laughs> um, and it's so true. Like if you just listen to yourself from the jump, you would have been done it. Mm-hmm. Things would have gone the way they were intended to. Mm-hmm. But instead, we are we think to ourselves that we don't know or that we don't know better. But who knows mm-hmm. better for you than you? Yep. So when you go against yourself, you end up having to retrace your steps, go back, and then start all over again. It's like we do yep. we, we really do it to ourselves. A lot of the times, most of the times, obviously we don't intentionally do it, and we we're not thinking like, okay, I'm going to go against myself, but. We just have to learn that we're here for us. And I don't know, I, you kind of said how, for you, it's a Virgo thing. And it's definitely a Virgo thing. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, shout out to all my Virgos. But for me, I would say it's more of like childhood drama. Like, I think it's more like I was yeah. taught or I taught myself because we're, we teach ourselves more so than mm-hmm. everyone around us that... I should listen to my parent, that my parent is always correct, and what they say goes. But what I feel is just kind of like brushed under the rug, and you know, we'll deal with that later maybe, or won't deal with it at all, but whatever my mother or my father say is how it is, and you teach yourself not to value the source within you, your intuition, and you Mm -hmm. teach yourself not to trust it. Well, because you also have your parents, right? So you almost like hand over the authority of making a decision for yourself to your parents, Mm -hmm. you know, and like even some of the most intuitive people that I knew growing up um, were like the perfect training ground for that, like spidey sense, you know? So like they had the spidey sense of like, that's what I like to call like the intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, But like they were awful for like nurturing and validating that, you know, like I would maybe think something or feel something really deeply and I would have to silence that because that was um, not maybe the way that a a parental figure um, or an authority figure would agree or believe. So you just kind of hand that over to them. Yeah. But you kind of now as an adult, like you have to shift from looking to that external validation and really learn or like unlearn that and learn to validate yourself on what you feel. Yeah, it's such a transition. I feel that I'm just maybe getting deep and dirty into, okay, I'm not a child anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't need to listen to, I I mean, you always respect your parents, but what they say isn't bond. And what, now it's time to make your own decisions and Mm -hmm. create your own life. Because at that point when you're just going off of what your parents say is and what isn't, you're just seeking validation your whole life. And every authority figure that you are around, whether it's at work, whether it's in your religious temples and church, anything they say will cripple you or will make you. And if you live like that... It sways you too. You know, like it kind of causes you to like go against your feeling or what you think. And it's always good to have another perspective, but... um, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just like, okay, that works for me. I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me. I'm going to leave it here. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to take and leave 
whatever you know works for you. And I, I don't yep. want to use the word feel because a lot of people can mistake that for something that's fleeting. I use the word, I like to interchange the word feel and know for myself because mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. feel something, that means I know. And when I know it's something, It's an internal, I feel like it. innate, mm-hmm. it's an innate knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this quote that says, if you feel it in your stomach, it's your intuition. Yeah. If you feel it in your chest, it's your fear. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your body. It's your guidance system. That's beautiful. And it's so true. I mean, the world is just moving at like ultra sonic speeds, you know, with technology and all of the like overload of information that we're given all the time. I mean, think about like work, how many people you interact with with a day, uh, in a day. And while you're working, you're on your phone, you know, you're checking social media, you're reading a quick article, like that's just like insane. I read that, you know, we are consuming the equivalent of 16 hard drives of data per day. Overload. How do you, yo, that's overload. Like, how do you really decipher like what your inner voice is when it's just like your mind is drowning with like opinions and thoughts and decisions that are, you know, maybe societal norms or, um, you know, just like what other people believe. Your intuition shows the habits that you have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your emotional history shows your intuition and your intuition Mm -hmm. shows your emotional history and your emotional history affects your daily behavior. So like if we let go of the patterns that no longer serve us and act in new ways, then we can completely cultivate a life that we want through our intuition. Mm -hmm. And you can absolutely develop that. Um, I worked through... I would say a list of, I would say maybe four or five things that you can really do to help develop that. And I'd love to share. You, Fab, tell me what you think Please. about that. So the first one is is really just creating and seeking clarity within your mind. So really just creating distance uh, from the outside noise, the external factors, And thinking about how you really feel about a situation, about how you really feel about yourself and and talking to your inner, your inner voice, you know, sort your thoughts out by what you need and what's just extraneous. All of our thoughts are stored in our subconscious. So when you make decisions again in the future, but despite how different a situation may be, your brain is under the impression that it is experiencing the same exact experience all over again. And since it already understands, or maybe it already remembers what the outcome was the time before, it's going to act accordingly to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So those thoughts impact where and how your intuition is guiding you. So those thoughts then become the way you respond to things, how your life just ends up playing out because you're maybe living in fear for x or hopeful for y you know so it's super important to try and seek that clarity i have a question Mm -hmm. so you mentioned to help guide you to your intuition and like your knowing but it's to take out the outliers like the other thoughts and patterns Mm -hmm. that aren't of you correct but how do you really distinguish that when maybe say your thoughts and your beliefs are stemming from another person, whether that be like a parent or a guardian or a lover, 
and they've been with you for so long that you can't tell if that's yours or theirs. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually transitions beautifully into my second one, um, the second part of that list, which is just being honest with yourself. Like, And tying into the first one, like you really need to sit down with yourself and whether it's prompting yourself and asking, you know, what do I want out of this? Like, how do I feel when this happens? Um, And it seems simple enough, but you really have to try and identify like what matters to you and trying to listen to that inner voice to sort out whether what you're thinking is yours or someone else's, you know, otherwise, like you're really just living for someone else. Mm -hmm. And you really have to train it like a muscle, which is (laughs) <laughs> the third one on my list, um, you know, the more the more you use your intuition, the more you listen to yourself, the more conversations you have with yourself, the stronger it becomes. It's like brushing your teeth. It's like working out every time you could be doing a super hard workout. The workout doesn't get easier. You just get better. And it's the same thing with your relationship with yourself. Again, like your intuition is purely based on it derives from things that have already happened to us. Mm -hmm. So like I said, you know, if something's already happened bad before, you're going to react the same way again. You know, there's this example of like when you were a kid, remember when you like maybe burnt yourself with some like with hot, like steaming water and you saw that it was water, but you also saw the steam. So now let's say a year or so pass and your mom's cup of coffee is on the table you don't know that the coffee is hot but you see the steam and that's your intuition remembering that anything that comes from steam hurts Mm -hmm. so stay away from that you could potentially be you know in danger or hurt from it Mm -hmm. so it's the same way you just got to like train it the other way and listen to what matters to you and and that means getting like dark and deep with yourself with asking yourself of the questions that you may ask someone else like is this what you really want is this what's going to make you happy but asking you and your inner self those questions yeah I feel like we're told that people talk to themselves are crazy but I talk to myself and whether that's in the mirror or where that's just like literally out in your loud head. like yeah I need to speak to myself out loud to hear myself i i had to learn that because like i'm sure many of you and i I know myself i just have too much shit in my mind at all times that i can't pinpoint a thought and stick to it when it's just in my head like i need to speak Mm -hmm. it out loud so when i do that i'm able to make it tangible so to speak like it's actually in the physical world and not just in my mind. And I'll just use that tool to help me realize what I'm saying and what I'm thinking. Because what I'm thinking isn't always something I should trust or what I should believe. Because it could be mm-hmm. something else that I heard on TV three weeks ago. And I didn't realize that now it's in my head and I'm like, oh, okay. But how'd you get there and why are you here? Let's remove you. Right. And that's not something that you always did like that's something that you had to make the conscious effort uh to do and that you found something that worked for you Mm -hmm. what works for you isn't going to work for someone else so for you speaking out loud helps you conceptualize your ideas it helps you speak them out loud into existence and does it feel right when you're saying that that's so important like if you're saying it and you don't feel like it aligns with you or that it just like will bring you if it doesn't bring you joy then you might have to reevaluate it. And like we were saying in the beginning, like we all have this 
knowing. We were born with it. And it's up to us when we get to the point where we can make decisions on our own and take care of ourselves, whether we want to listen to it or not. I want to listen to it because I got places to go. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be here on this earth just getting by by what other people think and what people mm-hmm. believe I should be mm-hmm. or can be. I lived like that yep. for a very long time. Like, I'm acting like I'm like 70, but <laughs> too long for it to even be ever useful. I think that's why I'm in the point where I'm like, okay, I want to go move because I'm ready for a new start where I am in control of what is for me with the higher yep. power guiding me and me just knowing what the fuck is up. And trusting that. Yeah. And trusting that uh, whatever path you're going down will bring about experiences that will be so fruitful for you and just your development as a person, as a soul, as a friend, and, you know, every other role that you play in this in this life. Yeah. There's a there's a story of a nurse um, who cared for terminally ill patients um, and she would care for them during the last three to 12 weeks of their lives. And so they, kind of like many of them. Yes. Hospice. Okay. Um, so many of them shared with her their biggest regrets in life and the top five regrets of those that were dying were they wish that they had let themselves be happier they wish that they had stayed in touch with their friends. They wish that they had the courage to express their feelings, which is a super interesting one. They wish they hadn't worked so hard. And I know I'm guilty of that one. And then the number one regret is that they wish they had the courage to live a life true to themselves and not the life that others expected of them. Mm. And that's just so profound and so in line with like what we're saying. All of those are so similar, are so, yes, like so similar. And they all come from not having a relationship with yourself or listening to you and your heart, you know? And when I say heart, it's like that inner voice. Mm, Wow. You hear people that are like, you know, I wish I traveled more. I wish I wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, Like I wish. So busy with work. I wish I could have. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one for me. A lot of times you hear more like kind of like financial Mm-hmm. burdens or like uh, resources were the reason you yeah. know that they like got so caught up in these things and that happens like you know a lot of times like we sacrifice in life to you know achieve certain goals and where where that's a necessity to accomplish things that you know you want to accomplish like this life isn't about how much money you made or like what job title you had like was i married by 30 like those things don't matter like the purpose of us being here is so much more than those things I just mentioned, like how important or how good do you feel after you connect with those that you love? Like after you have like a beautiful memory of like eating at like, you know, some hole in the wall at this place that you traveled to with your loved one or some friends, or even just the wine night that you had with, you know, your girlfriends from school or that you haven't connected with in a little while and just how recharged and energetically full you feel after one of those mm-hmm. things like that's what life is about like that is what makes life worth living you know when you, you just know? like dive into life and stop restricting yourself from pure joy like it's out mm-hmm. there especially now with 
COVID, told to only be at the house. And then when you go out, you got to cover your face. All these limitations we have of human connection, like, mm-hmm. it makes it that much harder to understand yourself because it's hard to understand other people during this time. But that just means we have to work that much harder because we cannot yep. let the times we're in change the direction of where we should go and where we need yep. to go. Yep. And I... You know, to bring back to um, my friend Brian, I really think that isolation and quarantine really propitiated a lot of like mental health issues for people. Um, I think that the isolation, distance from those that you love, like can really send you in a dark place. And you know, if you're if you struggle with your relationship with self, like being in isolation is not the best place for you it's just interesting um how important it is uh to train that with yourself and you know like how do you train yourself aside from like these conceptual things that i brought up bringing clarity in your mind or being honest with yourself and training it like a muscle like there's some other things that you can definitely do as well um something that i know works for you and something that i have learned from you is um to set rituals for yourself oh yeah girl. so i'm a ritual queen Oh, yeah, that's like your Capricorn moon. Um, And, you know, what is like, what do rituals look like for you? You know, like you, you want to do something that makes you feel like yourself. And that keeps your mind clear and your relationship with your with yourself sharp, firm. So do you like to wake up in the morning at a certain time? um, Or are you the person that rolls out of bed every morning? You know, there is something to be said with having extra time in the morning to go sit and drink your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, you know, whatever it is that you drink in the morning, even if it's just a glass of water uh, and lemon and just sitting with your thoughts, you know, maybe setting three intentions for the day or saying something that you're grateful for. Um, Are you the person that needs a workout before starting your day? Because that's what gets your mind like sharp and focused, you know, doing things that isn't rolling out of bed texting in the morning scrolling on social media seeing what you missed the night before really building that strong sense of relationship with yourself will help you refine what your inner voice is and what that sounds like if especially if you don't know what that sounds like i need like i don't know a good maybe (laughs) hour if i'm like that would be maybe the least amount of time in the morning before i actually start my day Mm-hmm. Like for me, I need that hour. If not, I am a bobblehead walking through. Like I don't know what's left and what's right. I need to meditate. I need to pray. I need to have my breakfast, and I need to just sit outside for a good like ten minutes, get some sun, and then I can start my day and talk to people. If not, it's either I'm happy or I'm 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 angry. Like there's no in between with me. You want happy fab? Like I don't want to be around myself when I'm angry or like not connected to myself that's Mm -hmm. what anger is to me not being connected to who i am yeah that's upset like i'm not really upset or angry i'm not walking around the world mad you're just like i'm just not my imbalanced i'm unbalanced chemically in my brain i'm unbalanced my body is unbalanced emotionally i'm unbalanced so why do an injustice to everyone around me and myself rather than just take that hour in the morning and just be Mm -hmm. be me and then I can go and serve others and serve myself. Totally. For me, I am a person who needs structure, even though that's not something that I allowed for myself uh, a, 
good bit of my life. I just was very go with the flow, um, which is really interesting that, you know, through time I've developed that and I've noticed how much it serves me and how much it allows me to be the best version of myself. So I need to wake up in the morning and I need to have my warm water with lemon or my warm cup of tea. And I don't always get to it, but I am so much better when I am outside for 10 minutes. Like you said, I didn't know how important it was to get sunlight in the morning just don't to get just some feel sun. Don't you difference? hmm It's you such feel an energized, to get You feel out awake. There, but once you do it, yeah. just like a workout, once you get back home from just being, letting the sun literally hit your face, you're like, oh, wow, life isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. And I need I need a workout uh, before I start my day. So when I work out, um, I'm, I have a gym, we made a gym in our house. So I get to, you know, just walk over into the garage, get a quick workout in, um, you know, take a quick shower, and then sit down on the computer by, you know, the time I'm ready to start work and get my day started. But I am just such a better place. And I am so much of a better um, manager. I'm so much of a better employee. I'm just a better person all around when I am able to accomplish those things in the morning. And then after work, I don't have that lingering feeling of like, I didn't get to the things that I wanted to, or maybe I still feel sluggish because I'm still tired and not fully awake. I've just been sitting at my computer all day. Um, and that's something for, you know, a lot of us that either work from home or work in an office that we're sitting so much in a day that we're not getting the movement that we really need. So that's also something too, is just to prioritize that. Yeah. But Fab, I would love for you to tell me a little bit more about how, because there's so much buzz lately about this like relationship between your emotional like gut and your intuition feeling, which sounds woo woo, but we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but there's so much of a scientific connection to your actual stomach, your gut, and how the two are connected and how what you put in your body affects your you know, physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. So as our abuelita, please tell us more about the connection of those. Well, exactly how you said it. It's like our emotional brain dictates our physical brain. It's all connected. Like we, we see it or we're taught in school that it's two different things. But just how the way we move through life, the way other people's thoughts come into ours and the way we connect one another is the same way our body connects to itself itself Mm -hmm. like the gut feeling what we're talking about gut issues need to be addressed in all realms socially psychologically spiritually it's all rooted in each of those aspects of life pretty much just your health your health is your life so psychologically things that happen in your life that affects your health spiritually the way you are connected to the world around Mm -hmm. you and the people around you that's your health so you would say that you know sad people have are more vulnerable to like actual physical illness absolutely and i say that without a doubt in my mind when you i'm gonna get a little woo woo but it's just it's it's physics energy is the source of life it's a source of you it's the source of me so when that energy is vibrating lower you attract lower you receive lower you only allow yourself to go lower and that lower is lowering your immune system and it's allowing pathogens and bacteria to just come and infest because like okay she's not she's not fighting for it so i'm just gonna come in and you know Mm -hmm. kick my feet up and have a good time 
that's when you allow opportunistic bugs just to come in and have a party. And that's where you see illness and cancer and disease just flourishing in these people's body. I'm not saying that this is the only reason, but this is a one of the reasons that this does happen. And gut issues, whether that's say, I mean, why are we all so inflamed right now? Like you hear everyone saying that like they, they have, um, they're bloated all the time or they have SIBO. What SIBO is actually small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So when you have an overgrowth of bacteria in your gut, in your intestines, you get this bloating, you get um, super gassy and farty and you have heartburn and you have brain fog where you can't think clearly during the day at work. Mm -hmm. You're just like having brain farts all the time. That's why we call it brain farts because you're literally instead of farting out of your butt, like you're farting in your brain (laughs) because you're just like uh, spacey. Like you... Mm-hmm. things don't feel right you like you know something doesn't feel right now everyone has a gluten intolerant like our grandmas weren't running around screaming like bloody murder at the sight of gluten like now we're just all so afraid of gluten but it's because we're not connected to our gut we don't even real. a lot of people don't even understand the connection food has to the body mm-hmm. and our gut is angry at us for ignoring it when we avoid our gut feeling our inner knowing what we've been saying like she's big mad your gut is aggravated mm-hmm. it's physically showing you it's aggravated and then you're bloated and mentally emotionally you're not listening to yourself yeah that's so true i kind of feel like a lot of that has to do with the way that like us as americans live our lives yeah like we're constantly on this like go 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 that to be honest with you, there have been periods in my life and TMI where like my bowel movements aren't regular, you know, like I don't have the time or at least I tell myself I don't that to go to the bathroom, you know, to like sit down and like allow myself to fully, you know, process like what I've eaten. I, I barely even sit down and like honor my food, you know, like and eat it and like think about my food. Like I'm on my phone, I'm responding, I'm like on a call, you know, I'm doing like a million things that I don't give like parts of my day the proper respect, Mm -hmm. you know, that they deserve. Like if you think about, you know, our parents or our grandparents' generations, like they weren't like it was so important for everyone to sit down at a table and eat together and focus on the meal that was before them. And that helps with your digestion. But I don't feel like we have that anymore. You know, everyone is so disconnected. Everyone is so busy. I mean, when I was on vacation, I was like, my stomach was on flat, like, mm-hmm. because I was resting. My body was in like a rest. It's called the rest and digest, the parasympathetic. Like I was, I was relaxed. I was eating food and enjoying it. Granted, I was also eating, you know, really, uh, I was eating well, but I mean, I, I ate like pasta and I wasn't bloated. Like I ate tons of bread and I wasn't bloated. If I were to even think about bread here, uh, I'm like, my stomach is in disarray. Yeah, how we were saying to go back, take inventory of your thoughts and see which Mm -hmm. one's yours and what's not. It's the same way your gut has history too. Like your physical gut has history. That can also lead back to life traumas as well. When you remember things when you're young, it's for a reason. And for me, I would say when I was like five, six, I remember we had a nanny when we were living in Venezuela. And maybe it was here when we were living in Florida. I can't remember. But I remember every time I would use the bathroom, and she would clean my diaper or not diaper i don't know i I, you that's too young for you to remember diapers but i just remember Mm -hmm. every time i would use the bathroom she would say foochie foochie like smelly like it smells bad 
and I was embarrassed to use the bathroom to the point where I remember until like maybe I was like nine, ten, like I was very constipated as a kid. Like mm. I was poo shy. Mm. Like yeah. I would not use the bathroom. And whenever my stepdad would come around and be like, Are you going to the bathroom? Like I would hide, I would close the door, I would turn off the lights because I thought I was doing something bad. And that as an example of like you can go back yeah. maybe and see where maybe your gut issues started. For me, I know it started emotionally. It started with me thinking it was something bad or for you. You got a negative, you got a negative uh, reaction anytime. And it wasn't like truly, but you saw the reinforcement that was being given to you it was like, a, uh, every time you do that, it's, it, it was a joke, but it still sits within you that it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say mine is emotional too. Ever since I was little, I have a very... I have a very strong connection with my emotions and my gut. Like I was the kid that if I was anxious, I had to run to the bathroom. Oh yeah, like every single time. And it's still, you know, very much connected like that now. But it just goes to show you how, like, deeply they're connected. Yeah, it's so deep that when you get the text message where it's like, "We gotta talk," I'm shitting my pants <laughs> like i'm like oh we gotta talk okay hold on i gotta mm-hmm. use my bathroom first i'll be right back because i'm sweating bullets in my ass right now yep you would say that like life events translate to disorders in your yeah. body and like what types of disorders aside from like a SIBO, aside from inflammation do you see or like how can we not only identify those but work with them and find ways to not be so bloated and inflamed all the time they show up in the body differently, but it all stems from the, the gut. Mm-hmm. They can show up as inflammation. So literal inflammation in your intestines or even inflammation in your body, throughout your body, through your tissue. That just Inflammation is the start of the root of all disorder in the body. Disorder. Break that word apart. It's, there's no order in your body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that leads to anything from eczema, psoriasis, skin disorders, um, bloating, like we're saying, uh, intolerance to food, having allergies. Like right now, it's having seasonal allergies. She just had like a sneeze attack before we started. Like this is all inflammation in the body. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're speaking directly to me, like with all of these yeah. things. Like I have the brain fog, like I have the inflammation, I have the food intolerances. I've been trying to like incorporate or take away, uh, it's called an elimination diet. So like I've been taking out like certain things that I feel that like make me feel bad after I eat it and seeing like if that's it and then and trying to int- introduce it to see if like I can handle it again or not. But my stomach is so sensitive for everything. Okay, I'm glad you said that because that's going to go into our health segment in a little bit but i'll get to in a second so besides inflammation you're also going to see sugar dysregulation our body runs on sugar glucose and when it's when we're stressed out or we have inflammation it goes up it goes down it goes left it goes right it doesn't know what it's doing and when we have that fluctuation that's where we see cravings of like severe salt or severe sugar and just like your body doesn't know what it needs so it's just asking for everything We see nutritional deficiencies. So you could think that you're eating the best cauliflower dusted spirulina smoothie Mm -hmm. with all these beautiful nutrients that we hope we're getting. But if your gut is not able to 
absorb it and receive it because it's happy if you have an angry gut you're just wasting your time and your money honestly Mm -hmm. so we have to get it right and these things don't just happen overnight we're not just walking around and we wake up with inflammation one day or we're waking up with inflamed brain tissue these nutritional deficiencies have to start somewhere and most of the time it's stress or it's not eating at the right times or correctly like that gut feeling you're getting that bloating it happened over time it's been happening these are conscious decisions like we said that are Mm -hmm. happening that you're doing that we just have to step back and look at the big picture and be like okay What am I doing? What can I change? And what can I keep doing to thrive? We're misguided a lot here in the States. But what's really just like what you need to stick to, write this down for me, list this out. It's all stemming from your Mm -hmm. thoughts, your nutrition, the light you're getting or not getting, literally the sun, your mechanical position and posture. So how you present yourself to the world how you move through the world, how you literally hold your body. Like if we're I just straightened my back. If we're yeah, straighten your back right now. Like if we're physically depressing our body, like literally mm. rounding down, we're letting the world know and everything around us know that we're not receiving. We're not we're not here to receive anything. So please don't give me anything. And that's so interesting cuz those, those are such small things that you don't think about. Yeah, they're like very, if they're I'm very... sitting on my computer, like I just am so I can very easily like get hunched over and just like focus, but it's true. Like you're physically in this like hunched over, closed off, like energetically, like I can see how that impacts like your state of mind and just like your yourself. Absolutely. You know? Your body is what people see before they hear you. So if you're rounding down and you're not looking and you're not looking people in the eyes, how can you receive anything? Mm-hmm. And I know this goes very woo-woo, but the same way you receive energy from other people and the way you receive communication from other people is the same way you re- receive nutrition and you receive uh, just like life in general. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. first one was thoughts. The second one was nutrition. Then we have light, the sun, number three. Number four is your posture and your position. And then there's community. Number five, community is so important now in these times especially zoom thank you for helping us out and keeping us connected Mm -hmm. but community is so important and not even just the quantity of community the quality of your community are they feeding you like are they nourishing you like you can eat the best diet in the world but if you don't have your thoughts right your the sunlight you're getting in the posture the community and then the last one sleep that is something that is so underrated. Like, it's like, team no sleep. Let's go. Only got two hours right. of sleep. They're like, oh, you slept eight hours? Oh, you obviously don't want it that much. No, I want it so much, so I'm going to rest so that the rest of the time that I'm awake, I'm giving you my 300%. And that's so interesting, too, because, like, that whole mentality of, like, you're up all the hours of the day and night and working and, like, whereas, like, maybe there are times where you have, like, a serious deadline or you're trying to meet a goal or something, like, your life and in the long term, like, that doesn't really speak to any sort of real productivity. Like, if you were very productive and intentional, you would break up the times in your day and really devote and be focused and concentrated on that time and 
and make the most out of the time that you're allotting for those things. So you're yeah. getting everything done that you need to. You don't need to be up. Like that just shows that you're wasting your time <laughs> and you're not managing it properly. Like if you care about the output of your energy, you've got to conserve it. Absolutely. It's like when you were, I mean, I still do this to this day, but when you read a book, you read a paragraph and you're like, why don't I just read? And you either read it again and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. Hold, hold, hold on, I got to go do that again. And you just keep reading the same paragraph and you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to read it later. Like, that's the same thing when you're up and you're you're not rested. Like, you just are kind of like grazing through the day like, okay, you're not fully present. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So like how CC mentioned for this segment, I want to talk about how she was saying she was eliminating things to figure out what works for her and what doesn't. So the actual name for that is called the FODMAP diet. Now, I know diet sounds like I'm about to put you on a six-week program of... This isn't keto. No, we're we're not (laughs) doing that. I don't believe in diets and I don't recommend diets. Um, I just want to figure out and help you figure out what's triggering your inflammation, that gut feeling you're getting that you don't want to have and help remove them so that it works better for you now and you're saying the gut feeling you don't want to have like when you eat something and it doesn't feel right yeah when it just doesn't sit right where you're just like okay you're like ooh, like i think i gotta go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. not the good type of bathroom Mm -hmm. you know this is from an article from john hopkins medicine and it's kind of just telling you what you should eat and what you shouldn't and i'm going to narrow it down for you because i don't really necessarily believe that you have to go this strict either. The FODMAP diet just pretty much stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, and monosaccharides, and polyols. That's just all the type of sugars and short-chain carbohydrates that the small intestine absorbs. So mm-hmm. if it's absorbing it poorly, then we get the bloating and we get the gluten intolerance and like the dairy intolerance and all these things that people are very worried about these days. This can appear in the body as cramping, diarrhea, constipation, gas, you know, the whole night. This diet is designed specifically for people that have SIBO, so that's that small intestinal bacterial um, overgrowth or irritable bowel syndrome. People might hear that as mm-hmm. IBS. That just kind of means also like leaky gut. We've heard that a lot too. And what's leaky gut? Leaky gut just means that the intestinal lining of your stomach, so to speak, just to use the word stomach, it's just not fully covered the way it's supposed to be. Mm. You, you kind of want to think of it as like cracks in concrete. So if you just have cracks all over your floor, you're going to get leaking through, right? We want to make sure that's all patched up. If we have mm-hmm. that leaking happening, then we have that stomach acid going through and then we get that heartburn and we are not digesting our food properly because it's just leaking out, literally. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're gearing our gut to properly absorb our food. The FODMAP diet is a three-step elimination. So first, you would stop eating certain foods, and I'll get to that. And then next, you'll introduce them slowly. So say I took out broccoli for me. If I were to take out broccoli and I noticed, oh, okay, I wasn't gassed at this meal. Cool, I do it for like two weeks. And then I introduced broccoli again, and I'm like, yo, the gas is back for a vengeance. Then mm-hmm. I know, me and broccoli, we, we're just not cool. We're not going to, we're, we're not doing it. We need to go our separate ways. Until I could find out the underlying cause of why I'm not doing well with broccoli. 
Because mm-hmm. Broccoli's not the reason. Broccoli's not the enemy here. He's just coming up to tell me, hey, girl. Something's I, wrong. I'm not working for you. We need to figure out why I'm not working for you. That's mm-hmm. what happens a lot. People are like, I can't eat cheese. It's not the cheese. It's why can't you have the cheese? What is it? Like, what's happening underneath that you can't have it? That will be a whole other episode. But just mm-hmm. doing the elimination, reintroducing it to figure out if that's what's working for you or not. And then once after you- how long? I would say, so they suggest two to six weeks. I would say. Okay, so I eliminate what, like one thing? Do I eliminate more than one thing? So I, w- I like to go by categories. So you can do like your dairy-based products, your ice cream, your yogurts, uh, your cheese. That could be all eliminated at once. And then you can, sl- so I would say like 21 days. And then not change anything else. In, and in not change diet. anything else. Because then okay. you're going to get confused. You're going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. was it the tomatoes or was it the fucking cheese? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So just do the dairy. And then after 21 days, do one type of dairy. So bring in ice cream. Okay, cool. I'm doing good with ice cream. That's not bad. All right, keep eating ice cream. Life's cool. In a week, introduce yogurt. Oh, fuck. It's the yogurt. I'm fucking farting up a storm. I can't even keep my shit in my pants. Like... You know what I mean? Like just introducing it slowly back in and figuring out what it is. You don't want to do the yogurt and the ice cream at the same time because then you're not going to know which one's which. Although they're both dairy, you just want to make sure what enzymes and what source of protein from the dairy is what's not sitting with you. It could be a Mm -hmm. plethora of things. But just figuring out what it is, it's going to be so helpful. So when you reintroduce it, what are you looking for? Like whether you can handle it or not? Yeah, pretty much. Like if you're not... If you're getting the cramping and the diarrhea and the constipation and the bloating and the gas and all of that, that's warning sign. Like, the flashes are going everywhere. Like, that's your sign. And if, if that's the case, what do you do? Then you're going to... Take it out again? Take it out again. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, gas alone, people are like, okay, I have gas. Like, whatever. They take a, a Tums and then they're, they get over it. But it's your body telling you something's not going right. It's not something mm-hmm. to ignore. Because the more it happens, the more you're building that inflammation in the body, and that leads to other disorders in the body. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure we put it to a halt, we stop it. Um, so some foods that they say could trigger people are dairy, like we said, wheat products, like cereal, bread, crackers, a lot of people, beans, 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 you're good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. What's the rest of the song? The more you fart. The more you <laughs> the fart. The more you fart, the more you... The more you poop? Nope. The more you fart, the better you feel. So eat your beans in every meal. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. I feel like beans have been a little problematic for me lately. Mm. So I've stopped eating them as much. I love beans. I know. You love beans. I love me some beans. Some people don't do well with, how I said, broccoli and cauliflower. And mm. those, like, I always struggle to Cruciferous. say this word. Cruciferous vegetables. The sulfur in onions and garlic... A lot of people don't do well with that either, and they get really gassy. So you mm-hmm. might not notice a lot of food has onion and garlic, and you don't even realize that that could be it. Right. They do say that things that are called low FODMAP, so foods that don't inflame so much and don't cause this irritable bowel, would be mm-hmm. things like rice, so plain rice that are not quinoa, which is more like structurally, it's more complex for the body to absorb. Okay. Uh, so rice is technically less inflammatory than like a quinoa exactly. which is interesting because quinoa has this 
like hype that it's like the better version of rice. Well, it's very, you'll find research that says that it's the best thing ever and research that says it's not. You have, and that's why it's so important to not listen to what I'm saying is good or bad, mm-hmm. but listen to what your body is telling you. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, like it's also saying like strawberries, blueberries, pineapples, and grapes are all great fruits to have. When I eat more than five grapes, I am bloated as hell. Like, mm. grapes and I are not, they're the best thing ever, but I can't mm-hmm. eat a lot of them. So you just have to see what works for you. I would also add alcohol to the list. That is such an inflammatory substance uh. to absorb. The gut is very angry. That's why a lot of people get angry drunk. Because uh. because they're just, their stomach's not happy. It's It's not doing a good time right now. And it doesn't matter. Like it can be any. It's any type of alcohol. It can be wine. It can yeah, be honestly, hard liquor. I mean, it's fer- like, it's alcohol is fermentation of sugars. So that fermentation where it's just sitting and it's it's literally it's building no bacteria to make yeah. it the taste and to make the alcohol. And so sorry, finish. No, no, it's just I have a very important question. Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. I was gonna, I was just gonna ask. Like, so how do we find a happy medium? Because like I'm not gonna lie. Like at the end of the week, I love to have. I love to like go out for a drink or when I go out to eat, I do love to like get a cocktail. Can I just like never have drinks again? I'm so glad you asked because I'm going to get to what I, what's going to help you. Because listen, I'm not telling you to go live in a, a fucking bubble and run away from alcohol and brie cheese. Like those things make us happy. I can't, you can't get me. <laughs> I love brie cheese. That's what I'm saying. Like those things make us happy. So let's do it. If we find out that brie cheese isn't working for us, okay, cool. So we're not going to eat it every day. True. Mm -hmm. But we're going to, when we want to indulge in it, okay. And I'm going to give you tools that you can use for when you do indulge, how to get back and not just feel like crap after. So the best Mm -hmm. thing I could recommend when you do have alcohol, which it shouldn't be all the time, but if you do, I would definitely say the best form would be wine or tequila. Perfect. Yeah. They're my favorite anyways. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me too. When after a night out or a night of indulging in food, finish your night with a probiotic. And when you eat foods, even during the day, have enzymes. They're called digestive enzymes. You can, they usually stem from like either pineapple or papaya. It's the enzymes mm-hmm. from that fruit that help. That's why they're so acidic when you taste them. Like oh, you like you perk your your lips up because those enzymes actually break down the food. They also protect the fruit, which is cool too. I think you should totally drop a few um, suggestions in the show notes of digestive enzymes and probiotics that, you know, are like of good quality so that people can try. Because I know that when I first started looking for a probiotic or a digestive enzyme, I didn't like I was just such a blur for me. Like I didn't really know what I was looking for. I didn't know that the integrity of some of the ingredients in them mattered so much. I think that that would be really helpful for people. No, yeah, and I'm glad you said that because since I'm so into this, I just think everyone knows what is mm-hmm. good and what's not. But they sell like probiotics at CVS for like $12 and someone's going to go buy that because it says probiotic and they think it's good for them. But it's really... Or it says fiber. But it's really just crap and it's not doing mm-hmm. anything for you and honestly could be harming you more. So getting a good quality probiotic and good quality digestive enzymes to help you absorb your food, break down the food, is so important. Um, I would also say supplements like vitamin D3 and B12 are super necessary. Uh, We're all deficient, whether you eat a lot of meat or you don't. 
B12 is just needed for many, many, many functions in the body. And mm-hmm. we don't get enough of it. So supplementing with that would be great. And vitamin D3. The best source of vitamin D is from the sun. Um, not Sunny D that we used to drink before. But... Ew. Oh. It makes her teeth all gritty. Oh my god, I used to love that shit so much. Ew. But getting an actual liquid supplement, which I'll put in the show notes, is probably i'm gonna say mandatory like i'm telling you you have to go get it and so if you do have access to the sun um you know you live in an area where there's an abundance like we do here uh in south florida um like how long should people spend outside it's like i know like 10 minutes is like that enough well it's recommended anything between like 20 to 45 minutes now that Mm -hmm. depends depends on where you live because for us we get that bright sun we're right by the equator so we're getting that like full-on you're dying sun but if you live Mm -hmm. say in like seattle where it's just foggy all day overcast overcast you're getting some rays but not really that many rays because it's covered right so you want to be out there a little longer and also aside from where you live is the color of your skin so if you have more melanin if you're a little darker in pigment then you need more because melanin is a protector of our skin. We need more sun in order to penetrate the skin. So someone that's a little bit fair don't want to be out there for too long. You're going to get that yeah. sun right away. That's why you get that sunburn in the ma- like in like 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So stay out there for like 20 minutes. But someone that's a little darker, we want to be out there for another 45 to an hour outside every day. It doesn't mean that Monday you got sun, so you're good for the week. No, you want to get out there every mm-hmm. single day. And what's cool is you can break that up. Like, you don't have to be out an hour. If I go on, like, a few walks a day around my neighborhood, like, and it com- it accumulates to an hour, like, that's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to be out there. I mean, I'm yeah. a sun god, so I had to, I just literally bask in the sun and lay there for, like, two hours. But do you want to do 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes? Cool. As long as you're getting it. That works. What would you say are signs that like you're doing well, like that your gut is happy, that your body is in like harmony, things are working the way they're supposed to? Okay, so good signs you want to look for. And I would definitely say get those papers and pens out again, just so you have like things to go back to and, you know, just check how you're doing. First of all is eliminating. And by eliminating, I mean, are you going to the bathroom every day? And we ideally want to go at least once a day, but one to three times is optimal. Um, That means you're just properly absorbing your nutrients and you're Mm -hmm. uh, properly eliminating the waste that your body doesn't need. Your body doesn't need everything that you put in your body. It's going to get rid of the things that it doesn't. Everything that you absorb, your body's going to take what it needs and it will take away everything Mm -hmm. that it doesn't. If that's happening every day, we're in good looks. Like Things are looking good. Another Mm -hmm. thing that you can look for is if you're maintaining a healthy weight easily. Not that you have to struggle to do it. If you're able to maintain a healthy weight without forcibly trying, then that's also a good sign. So you would say that's like, you would say that's like maintaining like, I don't know, like within the same 10 pounds or? Yeah, within the same 10 pounds. We fluctuate a lot, especially if, you know, for our our female listeners, like during our period, during, while we're ovulating, like that all fluctuates and even for all of us men and women and all those in between you're a different weight in the morning than you are at night you could be five pounds heavier at night than you started off in the morning and if you didn't use the bathroom Mm -hmm. even more so you could be 10 that's a difference of 10 pounds right there water weight all of that so but just 
not to the point when I mean health like maintaining a healthy weight that just means that like you don't you're not fluctuating so easily where you're like 10 15 pounds heavier within the like within two weeks or you just mm-hmm. completely lose so much weight very fast so the first thing you want to look okay. out for is eliminating so if we're using the bathroom the second mm-hmm. one is maintaining a healthy diet the third okay. one would definitely be and this goes back to the gut feeling of the emotional gut is do you have a happy and positive mood are you very easily aggravated are you very easily tested in life if you feel like your mood is just like up and down and you're everywhere Mm -hmm. all at once that's all the time (laughs) yeah that's a sign that your gut's not happy i also would say if you have a strong immune system or not Like I said, that energy physically and emotionally lowers you. Your vibration will invite those nasty little bacteria and hosts to come feed off of you and lower your immune system. So if we have a strong immune system, that's a great sign. And I would say lastly, this goes for my my ladies out here. Um, If you have regular periods and regular ovulating and you're regularly, regular, (laughs) you're regularly ovulating. regularly ovulating exactly um so if you don't have like a lot of pms symptoms you're not cramping like crazy and you're throwing up well i think we should do a whole episode on yeah yeah i'm just gonna mention it i totally for a really long time experienced like excruciating um cycles so i think that that's really beautiful to get into because i would love to hear your thoughts on it yeah um and and i know that it would benefit so many people yeah a lot of people struggle with that and yeah so let me just go over those again so you guys know you can write them down are you using the bathroom every day one to three times cool great awesome that's number one number two maintaining a healthy weight three happy and positive mood four a strong immune system and five regular periods and if all that's good then damn like you're awesome at least now we know with the checklist like it's really helpful to see like okay maybe sometimes i'm noticing that like my mood just goes everywhere so that's something that i can now identify i need to work on absolutely whereas before i like maybe would not have known like like what do i even look for in terms of whether i'm doing okay or not yeah so these are just helpful tools and Mm -hmm. ways you can understand your body all right i think this is a great time to segment into our pass me the ox Pass Me the Ox is uh, just our time to share like what we're listening to, um, music that we're loving, or something that pertains to our topic. Since we're talking about listening to your intuition and really just like the relationship with yourself, uh, I wanted to share a song that I've loved for so long by a super dope woman. Uh, her name is India Ari, and the song is called Video. Drop the song, a little snippet of the song right here. Girl from your video My worth is not determined by the price of my clothes No matter what I'm wearing, I 
And, you know, I'm going to read a little bit of the lyrics. It says, when I look in the mirror and the only one there is me, every freckle on my face is where it's supposed to be. And I know my creator didn't make no mistakes on me. My feet, my thighs, my lips, my eyes. I'm loving what I see. Another part says, now don't be offended. This is all my opinion. Ain't nothing I'm saying is law. This is a true confession of a life learned lesson. I was sent here to share with y'all. So get in where you fit in, get on and shine, clear your mind, now's the time, go on and love yourself because everything's going to be all right. Such a powerful song, beautiful, beautiful words by India who just preaches not being like everyone else. Like the chorus of the song talks about how she's not one of your average girls from the video. She's not built like a supermodel, but no matter what, she is her. And she is loving herself because of it. Like, so she's not your average girl. Like what you see maybe now uh, on Instagram, you know, like everyone looks like a Kardashian or, you know, everyone has got the same body type. Everyone's doing the same uh, cosmetic procedures to to fit this mold. Um, And they feel that if they don't look like that, then, you know, they're not beautiful. But she's really pushing past that narrative and saying that you are beautiful all on your own and listening and and the life that you choose to live is what's most important Mm -hmm. and that song is such a great choice i think for this segment the topic at hand that we've been speaking about and just understanding that you're fucking sick like you're dope Mm -hmm. and i am too and you are too and (laughs) thanks thanks but to trust yourself you know to to not compare yourself, to not listen to that noise, to not, you know, get caught up in what everyone else is doing and what seems like is normal or the fad and just making sure you're living life for you. I mean, that song, um, you better believe, is going to be in the playlist that we have for you this week. Just to like remind y'all, like we'll be dropping playlists with every episode. Um, so again, it'll be related to the topic or it'll just be stuff that we're listening to or things that we've discovered artists that we just love and want to share with you so check that out it's on spotify uh we'll drop the link in the show notes but uh you can also find us by searching the love below podcast on spotify or apple music yeah because we're on both now we're everywhere watch out hey, worldwide <laughs> this has been so much fun and You know, I'm really happy that we talked about this subject because, I mean, I've learned some stuff today that, you know, even though I have this wealth of knowledge and my sister next to me, like we don't always um, get a chance to, you know, like I don't get to hear all of the perspective that she has sometimes because it doesn't pertain to our conversation or, you know, what be it. But physical aspects uh, of your body are so connected to one another and make such an impact on your overall well-being you don't really realize how interrelated they yeah, are. Yeah, they're connected in ways that we can't even see, ways that we can't mm-hmm. even understand, ways that I don't even understand or you don't even understand. Like, I'm so glad that we were able to do this Like, versus the physical. It's all about what the emotional is, and I'm so glad Cece was able to provide us with such a wealth of information of what really is all about, like the deep down, like what are you feeling? Like, what the fuck is going on in there? And how can you maneuver and navigate life through what your truth is? Mm -hmm. 
Thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, let us know how you speak to yourself and how you refine that relationship. Um, and let us know if you have any uh, routines or rituals that you practice with yourself to keep your relationship with yourself strong. We would love to know. And maybe, you know, we can encourage each other to do things that we hadn't tried before. So draw, feel free to drop us uh, notes in an email or drop us a note on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys. And as always, uh, comment and share uh, this and other episodes with the people that you love and people that you think would benefit from having conversations with us. Yeah, We would love, love, love to meet all of the people you're associated with. And not only things that you do, but maybe things that you've learned that you are going to take on to your life every day as well. So things that maybe we've said that have helped you. That'd be awesome to know that like what we've provided is going on and multiplying into into your life. Mm-hmm. Causing a ripple effect. That was the episode, guys. Catch you guys later. Uh, see you next week. And as always, love more. Love, love, love. <laughs> Hey guys, so I wanted to share a poem that kind of parallels with what we were talking about today. It's called Gut on the Brain. And it goes a little something like this. Two for one special. Always loved a good deal. I get you and your dysfunction. I fall for it every time. Pep talks with my gut. Mind over matter. Isn't working this time. Battle of the prophets at 11 tonight. Drop a pin, we'll meet on the brain. We do this dance to pass time. Our favorite pastime. Haven't built my antibodies to you. You just like anybody. You can string along and spit game too. <laughs> Call it the miserable twos. <laughs>